Hey, TK Show is sponsored by South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Northern California's number one volume dealer. Check them out at SouthCountyChryslerJeepDodge.net or drive a little and save a lot in friendly Gilroy. Coming to you from the San Jose Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. Now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show. We are doing our second show of the day, and after we did Tom Tolbert, and he gave us that all that Mexican food restaurant recommendations, we went out and got some quesadillas, which super producer Paul Baca went out again. He threw it down. I'm just staring at mine right now because I want to stay lo- loose and lively for this show, uh, but I am staring at these quesadillas. Uh, and we have super glad to have on as our next guest for the first time appearance on the TK Show, not the last, hopefully. Uh, we have uh, Guy Haberman, formerly of uh, Haberman and Middlecoff, formerly of the Kings pre and post, but on to bigger and better things, absolutely. Guy, how you doing today? Great, Tim. And currently of Haberman and Middlecoff, Cur- I'm sorry, the podcast. We're in the podcast <laughs> world. What should I... How how dare I, on a podcast, ignore the, the, the growing, burgeoning podcast empire that is Haberman and Middlecoff? Now, first of all, how is that all going? Uh, how How is this... How has this uh, really started for you but in, in this podcast world? Uh, well, first of all, I commend a media member for sitting and staring at food and not eating it. That is a rare quality. <laughs> I am doing it right um, now. But but it's going great. I mean, we're loving it. You know, it, it started, I guess, to some degree out of, or to every degree, uh, out of necessity, out of a desire to keep doing a show together. Um, after our radio show ended, and uh, you know, it was really us just kind of messing around, not really knowing where we wanted it to go or where we still want it to go. It's only been, I don't know, maybe a, a month, five weeks or so that we've been doing it. But it's been a blast, you know, and I think part of part of the many inspirations for it is how much we listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, as two guys that did a radio show, we've spent a lot of time listening to podcasts, um, even when we're in our car and that sort of thing. So uh, yours included. But uh, the convenience of it, I, I think, you know, the, the conversation about whether or not uh, radio is dying or audio is dying. It's 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 just evolving, and I think um, podcasting is, and I think radio has so many great things about it. I'm not saying I don't love it, but I do. Um, but I love the experience doing a podcast. Has been incredible. The freedom, uh, the, the 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 ability to say if we want to go for 45 minutes, we'll go for 45. If we want to go for an hour and 30, we'll go for 90 minutes. Whatever we want to do. Um, and that that part has been um, has been invigorating. It's, it's been great. Now, do you have a schedule on this? It seems to me, following you guys, you just kind of oh, we'll do a podcast now. Is that the really the, the kind of the freeform feel of this? Uh, to, to some degree, I mean, we'll do an extra one. Right now, we're in sort of a three to four day a week schedule. Um, we'll we'll throw an extra one up if we feel the urge. But you know, one thing we like doing, we'll do one on a Sunday night after football, so it's ready to go Monday morning. We just okay. We just lost you a little bit there. We got a little fade out, but keep going. Yeah, so we'll do we'll do the Sunday night for Monday. We'll do a Tuesday night for Wednesday, and we'll do one Thursday for for Friday. And that's kind of the idea, right? We do one that at least for the moment is post to get you started on a Monday morning mm-hmm. after football, something in the middle, and then something to get you ready for the weekend. I want to track back this. We'll get to some other things, but. I know a lot of guys uh, your age or younger or even older than you are, are, are wondering how you and 
and John Middlecoff got started, how you specifically got into this, uh, you know, in the whole millennial thing. And, and we know that media industry jobs are not easy to get these days. Uh, how did this all kind of form for you? You're from Fresno, and, and it, it just kind of happened there for you? Well, no, I'm from Davis. Okay, you're from um, Davis. I'm from Davis, uh, which my dad was in the Air Force, but, but we moved to Davis before ninth grade, and that's actually where I met John when I met John. Mm-hmm. Um, right before high school. Uh, so we've obviously now known each other over half our lives. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's everybody's path is really different uh, in terms of broadcasting. But for me, it was one day my dad saying, you know, you get a job or go do something besides, you know, just uh, screwing around in the summer. And, and so I started uh, calling football games on the local access uh, TV channel, which was a, a – games that were airing with just no audio they suddenly had audio because i volunteered to do them this is uh, this is this first, is in davis the davis area this is this is davis yeah. uh community television yeah uh and uh and you're in high school then, or you're in college what, what, what age i wasn't i wasn't yeah i was in high school okay. so i would have been uh, i wasn't driving yet that's mm. for sure <laughs> um and then i went to fresno state yeah that's where i went to college and so that's where the fresno comes into play okay. and in, immediately there i you know, went to the student radio station and started calling games, whatever games they had. It was some baseball games and that sort of thing, um, and doing a radio show there. It was it was first a monthly show called Campus Issues Monthly, Tim. Mm-hmm. And you can only imagine some of the fire topics we covered in Campus I, Issues I, I want to listen to some. Are these on, available on podcasts? I think I want to listen to God. some of these. I, I don't know. I'll have to find a couple. <laughs> but how the local ice cream gets made. Oh, yeah, you know, student election debates. And then it went from a monthly show to a weekly show, and I could not. I was beside myself. How am I going to fill 30 minutes a week? I, it was overwhelming. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I, that was while I was in school, and then I was, as I said, doing games. And then through that, I started working at the local ESPN-affiliated radio station there and, again, doing more games. And play-by-play is really the first thing that probably got me into broadcasting. I, I, I love that so much. Um you know, my, my dad is from Maryland, and that's where I lived until I was about five or six, and John Miller was the voice of the Orioles then. And when we moved to California in the late 90s and John Miller was calling baseball games, that was um, that was uh, a sign from the gods, I thought. So, um, you know, so I started doing a, a radio show in Fresno and uh, calling as many games as I could, college college athletics there, and one, time, one day in – in uh, October of 2012, I got an email from a guy named Jeremiah Crow, who was at the game, and he's now over at KNBR, but emailed and said, would you like to come audition uh, for a night show, and you'd also be the, ho- the pre- and post-game host for the A's? I said, great. So I drove up on a Friday. It was a Friday night, Tim. The uh, Giants were playing the Tigers in the World Series, <laughs> and my audition was host a three-hour show that Friday night, and uh, I did, and, and then I, I, I got the job and was up in November of 2012. Did the Knights, did the A's, and uh, my good buddy John Middlecoff came back into the picture because we, we lived together in Fresno when he was working at Fresno State. Um, and uh, after he wasn't, after he left the Eagles or was let go by the Eagles, I started having him on the night radio show, and, and they put us together. And it was a, I mean, it really was a dream come true for me to be able to do a show with John. 
Okay, uh, all this is all great. Where, why does Heidi Watney love you so much? That I've always wondered about that. When I've asked her this, and I, I've, I've disregarded this because she's just something's wrong there. How yeah. did you? How did you know? I know Heidi's. So she's from the Fresno area, correct? Yeah, her dad is the golf coach at Fresno. Was the golf coach okay. at Fresno State. Her cousin Nick Watney mm-hmm. went to Davis High School. Okay. So I was always aware of the Watneys just mm-hmm. because of Nick's golf. Fine, uh, fine touring pro, Nick Watney, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get back and get rolling here soon. He's had some injuries he's been dealing with. But um, So Heidi was doing local TV in Fresno when I was uh, doing radio in Fresno. And one Christmas break, I think, during college, you know, I'd gotten to know Heidi just because we're always at the same games. I asked her if I could come hang out at the TV studio for a few weeks. And, I don't know, write scripts, do whatever, just kind of hang out and see what it was like. And, and she was very cool about it. So yeah, Heidi's great. Heidi's uh, Heidi's fantastic. Um, I, I, how long have you been wondering about this? I didn't I, even know anybody. No, I I was talking to her at a, at a World Series. I don't even remember which one now. Obviously, works yeah. at Star MLB Network, and and your name come up. And went, oh my God, guy's the greatest. He's the best. <laughs> he well, Fresno. I'm so proud of him. I was like, okay, I know guy a little bit, but what? Where is this coming from, Guy Haberman? You're actually talking about here, so. Uh, it, it was a big thumbs up from Heidi Wani that cannot yeah. help, it cannot hurt anybody's career. Uh, but I've always no. been curious about that one. It's just, just for, for some unknown, unknown reason. But I, I guess we're circling a couple different things here, but I, I am constantly asked, and, and I love hearing from students who, who want to get into sports journalism. They want the radio job. They want the play-by-play job. Some of them even want my job, which is always a little uh, uh, who knows where that's going when I talk yeah, to Yeah, what but, is your job? Yeah, I don't I, it's it's uh, diffuse. It's nebulous. Let's just say nebulous on that one. But <laughs> and changing every day. But you know, you're certainly closer to it. You're you're far younger than me. When you have students, high school and college students say, "How did you start?" What what do you tell them? Um well, the first thing I tell them is that you can't take anybody else's path and, and try to emulate it. So um, for a long time, you have to follow a, a, a pretty uh, strict pattern of saying yes to just about any opportunity that comes your way because you never know which one will be the one that opens the door. You have to get lucky along the way. But I but I am a firm believer in, in to some degree, making your own luck and you know, developing uh, uh, relationships and and just being on being on the top of people's minds uh, when they think maybe I need somebody. Um, but the first, the main thing I always tell them is just you you have to be willing to go somewhere or do something that isn't necessarily what you view as the direct path to wherever you want to go. Um, and you got to work really hard. I mean, it's you know it's kind of stupid because it's the price of admission. In any job at any level, hard work, but um, that means whatever it means to the individual. And for me, it meant saying yes to opportunities. If that meant calling a junior college women's soccer game that didn't have a press box, so I called it from the roof of an RV pulled to midfield, <laughs> then that's what I did. Uh, you know, and and I just viewed it all as as uh, hey, I. You had to be in the moment. I think you have to be in the moment. I was looking for the next thing, and 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 B, it's it's just you have to you, you have to um, be open to, to opportunities, even if they're not what you envi- what you envision. Because I, I would say, Tim, virtually every opportunity I've gotten has not exactly happened the way I would have envisioned it, and it's just to mean that you can't necessarily predict. All you can do is 
is control how hard you work and, and um, you know, uh, how often you say yes. I always tell, and this is from my own experience, if you just show up and bosses know you're going to show up, you're already ahead of about 80% of the people out there who say they want to do this. Just show uh, up. Just know yeah. that if you show up on day one, you're also going to be there on day two, and you're also going to be there on day three. And again, you it's un, it's hard to believe how many people that actually does eliminate in this business. Yeah. It, it just, yeah. It's that, that's very wise. My dad, my dad always said the same thing. Hmm. Showing up is half the battle. <laughs> Us old guys, we have the, we have similar views on these yeah, things. You're very safe. Yeah, you talk about things not always turning out the way uh, you envisioned. Uh, the radio show, which I was a fan of, as you know, uh, came to an end not too long ago, and I have expressed my opinion that I am completely confused by why they would do this. Uh, you were what offered an opportunity to stay, not with uh, in the same context. Uh, just what were your? I know there's you might be limited in what you can say, but what were yeah. your emotions going through this, knowing that you you had this show with your good friend that I thought was working real well, and then they decided it wasn't going to go anymore. Yeah, you know when people ask me, yeah, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to go do a show, some national show, whatever, and all that? you know all that stuff is attractive but i my answer was always i i could do that that radio show for 30 years in the bay area with john middlecoff and we'd have a blast mm. you know i i just viewed it as I, I want it to last as long as as it can last but i was and it sounds cliche so thankful and grateful that we got to do it as long as we did and and that has led us to believing that that we can find a way to to continue to to do the show um you know i mean it was it, it there, there were tough times in it. We weren't blindsided by it um, for a variety of reasons. You know, we'd, we'd known pretty specifically for a few weeks uh, that, that things were going on somewhat indirectly. But, you know, I, I, I think like anything, you can start to sense, you know, you know what your contract status is. You know um, how much uh, discussion there is about that. And so... You know, we we had an idea of where it was going, when it was going there. We didn't quite know, but but we had an idea. Um, and so it, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it really, and it's hard to convey this sometimes, but it wasn't all bad uh, from our perspective. Um, it was uh, enlightening. It was uh, invigorating. This whole experience has been, pretty invigorating for us um just to kind of see that you know there were people that that liked it that appreciated the show um that have supported our efforts to to continue the show um so it was tough but but it wasn't if you had told me a year ago the show's going to end uh, uh i i would have thought it would would have been a lot more miserable uh to experience than it was because it it, it really wasn't i i know that for us, as it, I think our, our last show was the Monday after the first week of the NFL season. Um, but then it still, you know, Tim, it, it kind of took another week or week and a half or two weeks to kind of play itself out. Um, but that whole time, it was, I, I felt good about whatever was going to happen just because, um, I, you know, I, I, I knew in my gut what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, I know John, John had felt the same way in terms of what what both our guts were on the same page um and and so you know i, I mean it, it wasn't ending and in that it was it was hard but um it, it it didn't feel to us like 
a door was slamming shut on us. I guess time will tell if we're right about that. Uh, you may or may not be. You were asked to stay, were you not? Or you were given the option that you could have stayed? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were, <laughs> there were, yes, there were some discussions about, you know, what, what, what roles would be, not just for me, but if there would even be a potential uh, other role for John as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it was, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I thought worked, and that was doing a show with John. And, um, you know, it, it also was a matter of, and we left on good terms because I explained this, you know, I, it also was a matter of me being able to, you know, pursue some of the other stuff I like to do, specifically play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Um and have the freedom to kind of, to kind of do that. And, and, uh, so that was really important. So, yeah, I mean, there were, there were a, a, a number of things that in the meetings, even leading up to it with both of us that, that had been discussed, but, um, in the end, uh, pursuing what I think can work in some fashion, which was the show we were already doing, uh, was, was, uh, that was what was in my, in my gut, in my heart. I just say, you know, it, it takes something to, to walk away from a job. It, 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 there's, uh, I, I respect that. I think I might have done the same thing, but I, I, it does take something to do that. And, and even if you know it's not a great situation, it, it's, you know, you, you have an idea of what you want to do, and if it's not what you want to do, go do it where you can. And, and yeah, I, and, you know. Well, I appreciate that. And look, I, I do have to, and I'm not just saying this because this is a public conversation, but I do have to, I was very appreciative that that as a station they wanted to find a role for us, you know, for for me and for John in, in different roles, whatever those were. But um, it's it's not that they didn't uh, try to do that. Um, it, it just ultimately it came down to business. They had an idea what they wanted to do. We had an idea, and I had an idea of what I wanted to do, what we wanted to do, and those two things didn't match, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's okay. I I always I somebody else was doing that radio show before it was me and someone will do it after. So I I get it. That's that's the business we're in. All right. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. It's Ram Power Days at the South County Ram Superstore in Gilroy. We've got the largest selection of power trucks in all of California. Commercial trucks, work trucks, race trucks, the largest selection ever. Check out the new Ram 1500 for only $22,999. Ram 1500 HME Ford North Diesel, only $29,888 after discounts and rebates. Ram 1500 Crew Cab 4x4, $12,000 off MSRP. We've got Ram Power at South County Ram in Gilroy. Drive a little, save a lot. Hey, with all this guy, hey, Raymond, talk. Let's let's skip over to some talk radio topics. Why don't we for a, for a few minutes okay. here? Uh, I've I've grilled you enough about the guy, the life and times of Guy Haberman. <laughs> Obviously, we can do eighteen different podcasts on that one. We'll bring Watney on here at some point. She'll ask you some questions. <laughs> uh, I I just uh, you know I I'm not gonna write too much about this. Although I've I've tweeted about it. People ask me the whole Smash Mouth episode now with the 49ers is just so. To me, it's so classically 49ers. It could not have happened with another team where, uh, you know, a three-hit wonder rock and roll band is now on Twitter bringing up things, defending Trent Baalke, raising some things where you probably only could come from Trent Baalke in order to defend him in the middle of this one-and-six sprawl. Uh, Guy Haberman, your thoughts? What? I mean, who could have imagined this stuff? Like it goes back to the old job advice. You can never imagine the opportunity that will be in front of you. I, you can never imagine the opportunity to, to write 
uh, columns, Tim, that fall in front of you when it comes to these 49ers. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's not just that it was that there was a band out there, right? Like it Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> it could have been um, it could have been a local rapper, you know. But no, it's 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 Smash Mouth, <laughs> and for for whatever reason, that's perfect. I don't know what reason that it's perfect, but it's perfect. Um, and it's just this, just when you think when you know where the next little bit of information is going to come from, it comes from a band. And, and the only, the, my first thought when I saw this was, what could possibly be next? Like, if this was a script that would have jumped to the shark already, and I would have moved on to some other Netflix show. But it's real life, and it's Smash Mouth. I, I just, I, I don't, I'm, I am, I'm baffled. I'm completely baffled because somehow, some way, this this is going to affect something. I don't know what, but every time you add an ingredient to the recipe, it's part of the recipe now, and this is part of the recipe now. I just love the image of Trent Baalke in a you know in a bar somewhere, and this is may not right. may or may not be true. I'm just saying I love the image of it hanging out with some members of Smash Mouth and giving them every detail of how Jim Harbaugh <laughs> wronged him over the years. I just love that yeah. idea. Some some version of that happened, clearly, because they're not saying stuff on this Twitter account that is wrong about the perception of what Trent Baalke feels happened. Everything I've heard, it lines up exactly what his grievances were against Jim Harbaugh. Alex Smith not you know getting the starting job with Colin Kaepernick, all these other things. It's perfectly in line. So clearly, they're plugged into Trent Baalke somehow, and I am laughing about it it is tremendous guy guy where does this is is as someone who who knows his market and you know the nfl trent balky gonna save his job here i don't think so i i had now i'm waiting to hear from jeremy renner on this subject i actually like jeremy renner a lot fine actor mm-hmm. um I, maybe he's next him i don't know <laughs> but i don't i don't see how i i just the natural progression of the pattern of the last three years says Somebody has to be the one that is used to try and stem the tide, the airplanes, the whatever. I, I'd be surprised, and this is not based on, I'm not sourcing anything. I just, my feel, the way this whole thing always plays out is at some point before the end of the year, I would think that they feel the need to do something to appease the people who are paying to be or to not be in that stadium. Um, if you do it in the off season, you don't, you don't get to feel the credit. You get to see the credit, like on Twitter, but you don't get to be in the stadium when people are going, all right, Balky's gone, maybe these guys are turning over a new leaf. Um, so I, I, I don't see how, just based on the way the last three years have gone, Balky survives. And I know the relationship with Chip. There's all these factors, but ultimately, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm following the pattern here, and it's got to be somebody. It has to be, and he's next in line. How about Chip Kelly? What do you think his future is with this team? Well, at the moment, I think it's more his choice, um, just because he's not next in line. You know, I mean, it's not even like you could be Coach X. Like, it had to get really bad for Tom Sula to go after one year, and it got that bad. Not that it's been good this year, but I do think, you know, one thing the Raiders and and Mark Davis understood by the time it kind of came time to write the ship is, even if you make a bad decision, in a sequence of bad decisions, at some point, just stick with, with whatever decision it is because you have to. Um, and I and I think at least with Balky, they feel like, well, we've got another guy in the building that can be the next GM. If, if they don't 
spend another year with Chip Kelly, I don't know who the next head coach of the 49ers could possibly be because then you start going down the old road that the Raiders went down, which is Steve Sarkeesian handing the <laughs> turning the job down and handing the phone to Lane. <laughs> Um, and you, you you can't go down that road. They could go after Sarkeesian or Lane Kiffin again. I mean, this is the 49ers just lined up for this. This is just perfect. You know, them. you know what? Lane isn't in line for a job here soon. I think Fresno. Come on. Uh, I think that's Jeff Tedford's job. Okay. Okay. Yeah, from what I've heard, that's that's Jeff Tedford's job in a few weeks, which I think is a good hire. And I yep. don't know if Lane would take that. I mean, Lane. You know, and old Alabama OC did go to the Mountain West at Colorado State. Jim McElwain, now the head coach of Florida, but I don't know if Lane would go. Lane's got to feel like he can get an SEC job or something. What's your uh, What's your take on the Warriors 0-1? Are they going to be winless for a long time here? I think they're going to go 11 and five in November. Okay. I think they'll finish. I think they'll finish November 11 and five. Um, and then they'll. I think they'll play the Rockets on the first of December. But I, you know, I I love to compare this team to the to the old Kings teams of the early 2000s. Everybody, I, I mean, I think that's the most direct comparison for me. The Showtime comparison always mm-hmm. comes up. But for me, that, that team, and, and one thing that's now different, there was always all, every parallel, right, Tim? You could find every player parallel, the coach parallels, the, the, the philosophical parallels. But now there's one primary difference between those teams and these teams, which was a passing big man. And, you know, I'll never forget the, the Kings' last great shot of the championship was 0304 and that year Chris Webber didn't play for I don't know over three quarters of the season he'd been hurt the previous postseason he I think he had micro fracture yep. surgery torn yep. ACL yep got and, hurt got, got they, hurt in the playoffs of the previous year right right I think maybe against the Mavs yep. and what they did a stroke of genius they traded for Brad Miller and so they didn't lose a passing big man they still had they still were able to have that other passing big man um, and they were incredible. And then Weber came back at the end of the year, and I think they lost almost as many games with Weber in like a month as they had the entire previous port of the season. I think they were actually under 500, maybe like a 10, 11, or 11, and 12 or something with Weber. Um, and it would go to, you know, it's, it's my, my point being that was a scenario where the guy that they were introducing had been a part of the system. He'd been a part of all the winning. And even that was a really difficult thing to do. And so I think just a naturally that's a difficult thing to do and B to some degree, as much as, and I know you wrote about this and um, a lot of people have talked about the, the lack of rim protection. That, that is an issue, but I also think, you know, kind of this idea that Logan was the secondary creator for them and, and changing that part, even offensively, even though they should be fine offensively, I think that's a major adjustment too. And, and that was my point with, with, with Weber and Brad Miller is they, place Weber with another guy who was sort of a secondary, a big man who could create and pass, and Vlade was always that. Um, and then you counter that with the change on defense and the fact that things are new. You know, I, look, no team is ever going to be perfect. This team clearly has some flaws, and those are flaws. Rim protection will probably be one that follows them the whole year. But like any other team, you have to overcome it. The Giants two years ago overcame their flaws with Madison Bumgarner, and luckily the Warriors have all-time great players, and all-time great players – are paid to overcome some of the deficiencies on your team, and I think they'll be able to do it. Yeah, they got like three or four bum garners. That's that's the good thing right. about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got several of them. All right, I, I could keep talking to you for a long time, but uh, I better ask you the question I ask all my guests, except oh. for, except for when I forget. Didn't forget this time, Guy Haberman. What's your favorite restaurant? 
This is racked my brain, Tim. It's my favorite part of the podcast. And, and I have to say, in Middlecoff, already my favorite favorite is Middlecoff told you about Tony's Pizza in North Beach. Yep. yep. Okay. Oh, Tony Gimignani, he's like the 11-time world pizza champ. He's like the, the Bill Russell of pizza making. It's the best. Anytime someone visits from the East Coast, I take them there and say, suck it. This is better than anything that you have. Um, so I won't, I won't use that one, Tim. That's cheating, but I won't okay. use that. Good. Um, so I have to tell you about two that I had recently. One is Mama's Fish House in Maui. I know a lot of people yes. go to Maui. Yes. Have you been to Mama's? Yes, love it, love it. It's right oh. by Don Nelson's house, by the way. You know that. He's That's like, right. you're just down the beach. Yeah, pa- Paia or Paella or yeah. whatever the name of that little <laughs> town is. Paella. Uh, that Don yeah. basically owns, I yep. think. Yes. Um, but that place, they'll tell you who caught the fish, where it was caught, how it was caught, and they've got a picture of Andy Reid in their lobby, so you know it's, <laughs> it's good eating. But but my favorite place right now, I love Italian, I love everything. Um, Kakari, have you been to Kakari? No, but many people have recommended. I am I am certainly ready to go there. Yeah, many people love that place. Has it been recommended on the podcast? Dave Fleming, I believe, was strong recommendation. Oh. But that's not. Yeah, don't oh. don't don't feel bad. It's a, it's a great restaurant. It's oh, a great restaurant. I can't believe this is hard. I can't believe I missed that recommendation from Fleming. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he just uh, said that they treat them well there. So you know, it's the star oh. the star treatment. You, you gotta love that. Okay, well, you can, uh, let me be this, I can attest, you can go in and they don't know who you are, and they treat you very well. That was my experience. They don't, no one says here from Taberman. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there's a million, uh, Restaurante Milano, they're okay, there's a place. Okay, there Italian you go. Italian place, like Golf Larkin or something, very, I love Italian food, so. There you go. Okay, you, 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 you petered out there a little bit, but uh, I, I petered I, out. <laughs> I, I no, you, you're just disappointed that you you picked a restaurant, another one didn't. That's no no problem. I, I we want no, duplicates. Bad. We want duplicates that's because bad. it underlines how good these restaurants are. I mean, Boulevard's <laughs> been mentioned a few times. That doesn't make it any yeah. less of a bad, uh, any worse uh, uh, recommendation. It's a great recommendation. <laughs> I would right. recommend Thank Boulevard a hundred different that. times, but uh, I'm going. I'm Friday night is my. I'm going in search of a great hamburger tonight. Okay, so we'll see what. Um, do you have a recommendation? Marlowe, Marlowe Burgers, fantastic. Marlo. Yeah. Okay. Mar- All right. What do you say? We got Scolaris. Our super producer Paul Baga says. I don't even know where, okay. that, where is that. Where is that? Alameda. Okay, there's there's another one. When Paul Bach right. is a guest, well, he'll he'll be able to tout that one even more. <laughs> Guy, appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm sure I will see you soon, and uh, hey, we'll probably have you on the podcast again if you can. All right, my pleasure, Tim. All right, thanks everybody. Guy Haberman, that's TK show for today. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to eat probably eat a quesadilla. Good luck, everybody. See you. Superstore in Gilroy. We've got the largest selection of Ram trucks in all of California. Commercial trucks, work trucks, lifted trucks, and more. We can custom build a truck to fit your needs. Check out the new Ram 1500 Tracement for just $18,999. Ram 1500 Four Door for just $22,888. Ram 1500 Longhorn Crew Cab Four Wheel Drive Diesel, $13,000 off MSRP. Visit South County Ram Superstore in Gilroy. Why would you buy a truck anywhere else?